In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey guys, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our good friend Bob Weber at 6D Helmets, the helmet that forever changed the way we all think about protecting our brains thanks to their omnidirectional, omnidirectional suspension system inside the helmet. But it is, uh, it is Monday, the second full week of quarantine. I'm Don Maeda, joined in office six feet away from me by Chase Curtis. And on the phone remotely, we have Dominic Gayton uh, and Michael Antonovich, who is uh, thousands of miles away in Illinois. So, guys, how was uh, how was your weekend? It was good. Not bad. Uh, not as exciting as what you guys were doing. It was the last, like, cold snap of spring. And then now it's going to be, like, 80 degrees from here on out. So it was just locked in the house. 80 degrees Wow, where you're at. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, Dahmer and yeah. I had... Dahmer and I had quite the weekend, didn't we, Dahmer? Yeah, Friday was pretty magical. Uh, it's sad to hear that it might have been the end of it, but it was still we got it in. I told you that too. Remember, I said I feel like we. This, I feel like it was so good. It might have been our last ride for a while. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, so for those of you listening, uh, there's been uh, you know several uh, tracks in Southern California that have been uh, able to remain open to the public in spite of the quarantine and. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, those tracks have uh, taken precautions and laid out markers for a stall parked 10 feet apart and discouraged uh, any group gatherings, bench raising in the pits. Uh, they've disallowed spectators, save for parents with a minor. And at that, they said uh, only one parent can come. But uh, yeah, so Dahmer and I headed up to uh, California City MX on Friday. There was a private rental. And uh, somebody had rented it for someone's birthday. And, man, it was awesome. I think uh, I think that's the best day of riding I had all year. How about you, Don? Yeah, you know, we had, I think that was, what, my third time to Cal City in, like, a week and a half, two weeks or something like that. And that place is, was starting to become one of our favorite places during all this. And when when they, they do such an amazing prep job up there and the weather has been great and yeah, it was it was good. We, you know, we were we were stoked to just be able to still do that during this time, you know. And obviously, being that far out in the middle of the desert, I mean, I don't see how that there's a problem with that. It's funny because they're still letting campers literally can camp ten feet away from the track and go ride and do everything they want, but they're not letting you ride on this closed-in motocross part. So that's kind of that's kind of terrible. But like I said, we got it in, and you know now. We were thinking maybe L.A. County was going to be the only one, but now I'm hearing that that place is pretty much done now, too. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So last week uh, we were able to get out with the, the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha guys. Um, they decided to uh, hit Parish Raceway on Wednesday night, I believe. Yep. So uh, Chase and I went out to the track and got to film with those guys and watched them put in a <laughs> – a couple of really intense 30-minute motos amongst the general population, mm-hmm. which I think that has to be nerve-wracking for those guys 
passing guys at that speed. I know I wouldn't want to be out there getting passed that quick, but uh, so they were there. Uh, Tevin Tapia was there. Alex Ray was there. Oh, any other pros out there, Chase? Uh, Sleater. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike Sleater was out there. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was pretty cool to watch. There was actually a lot of people at Paris that night, but the mood in the pits is definitely different. You know, people are staying their distance and you don't see the knuckle bumps and the bro downs and, you know, everyone's kind of standing their distance away from each other. Even, even the entire, uh, star, star team, they're all spaced out in their lawn chairs. But, uh, yeah, I think that Dahmer, did they get shut down that night or the day? They got shut down Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Some, uh, somebody called cold enforcement and turned them in and, uh, some uh i think some law officers just came out mm-hmm. and shut the whole place down on thursday yeah there are people riding there too yeah i think people were showed up riding and then i think code enforcement showed up at like 10 10 30 it looked like shut everything down so that sucks yeah looks like you guys might have to be doing some desert riding or something turn tracks turn tracks yeah okay so uh Apparently, you can't even go to the desert. I guess Acatillo, Gorman, and a couple other spots. Yeah, those are all closed down. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we might have to head back up north to our undisclosed area. That's. (laughs) Or Beaumont. I have to go to some of the secret Beaumont hills and stuff with the the crew. Yeah. Get crusty. So, Anton. Get all crusty. Okay, so we'll have some good cop, bad cop here. So, like, you know, Chase, Dahmer, and I feel like, you know, hey, if if you're not crowding each other and coughing on each other and trading goggles with sweat and stuff you know there, there's a reason to get out there and uh be responsible and safe and uh you know ride within your limits and be able to get some exercise and some uh some stress relief um but then you know there's certainly people that think that staying open or you know even riding a motorcycle and uh exposing yourself to the potential risk of injury is irresponsible and I think I think Anton here is ready to give us a lecture. Ooh. No, 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 no. I would <laughs> personal decision. I know better than it's uh, everybody has their own free will. I do a lot of stuff that people don't agree with. Um, it's been weird, though, to watch the difference in message between us and the AMA and the American industry mm-hmm. and then the FIM and the European industry, because, you know, the FIM had, had said a week ago, like, hey, man, just don't ride like it's mm-hmm. not worth it. Just don't do it. A lot of riders over there have said that they're not doing anything, and they really can't. You know, they're way more regulated and restricted, and they don't have the open free space that we have. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Lama, where everybody rides, is in the middle of town, so it's not like you're going to sneak a moto in there. But, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, as long as you're reasonable and you do what you're supposed to do and don't, now's not the time to try to make yourself, you know, the next Seth Enslow and try to do the big doubles <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, so I, I, dude, I'd love to go ride. There's nothing that I would love to do right now other than go ride, but a lot of things won't let me. Uh, I, I don't have a bike or anything like that here right now either. But then I know a lot of tracks around here are. Like my friend Jeff over in Kansas City went out and got some motos in yesterday, and it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing for people, especially on the East Coast, a lot of private tracks. A lot of people have backyard tracks, you know, fields, woods, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be a good time to go do it. You know, support the industry because we're going to need the money soon. Yeah. Just ride within your means. Yeah. You know, that, that whole saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like that for me right now. Like, there's no track to ride at. And, man, I had the best I had the best day of riding all year, I think, on Friday. And I just 
have full moto fever right now and nowhere to ride. It's like the OGO uh, hashtag campaign, right? All packed up, nowhere mm-hmm. to go. To go. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So there's guys still riding around you, huh, Anton? Yeah, um, quite a few actually. Like I, I don't, I haven't really like seen the local tracks, like what they're doing. Uh, I'm kind of out of the loop on like the St. Louis moto scene just because I've been gone for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it seems like everything is still kind of happening somewhat. There's still people that are out there doing stuff. And, and I mean, dude, there are so many farm fields that are out here that I just like look at and I'm just like, oh, dude, I could make a turn track here. I could do this. You know, it'd be great to go ride right mm-hmm. now. I think it's different everywhere you go. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it lasted as long as it did out in California. I figured that they would have been all over you guys way sooner. Yeah. Well, rumor has it that there's a industry insider whistleblower that's turning tracks in for still riding. Um, I don't want to actually address that too much, but, uh, yeah, that's a bummer, right? I mean, for someone who's in the industry, I mean, regardless of, their their thoughts on the the morality of people out there riding or not yeah you know i think it's everyone's own personal decision if they're going to go out there mm-hmm. uh so i think someone that's calling around and getting places shut down is ultimately being selfish and hurting the industry as a whole because i mean say say there was 200 riders that would have ridden at cal city this thursday right well they're not going to ride now that's 200 riders that aren't going to buy tires, tip over and break levers and buy levers or buy tear-offs and oil. So, um, It's friendly fire, dude. I think right now, more than ever, we need to uh, support the motorcycle industry. Um, you know, let's use this downtime to rebuild our bikes, you know, tear them down and, you know, replace bearings, replace uh, seals, rebuild top ends and put in new clutch parts and brake pads. So mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. That, you know what? I think I think the sad part too, like you said, you touched on that. Is you know, I get to talk to a lot of our clients that that we deal with, and over the last couple of weeks, of people I've been talking to, more more of just touching base of, hey, how are you guys doing as a business? How are how are things happening? And everyone's like, well, yeah, is it as good as we were two three months ago? No, but we're maintaining. We have orders. We're doing it. We're you know we're we're they're they're trying their best to abide by the laws of of keep having people work and keeping their distance, but they're still operating, you know? So something like this, where somebody gets a little greedy and wants to have, if they can't do it, they want to make sure no one else does, you know, really brings everything to a standstill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the one thing, the one thing that I'll say, and this is like a tip of the visor to everybody in California, dude, good on all those tracks, especially the guys that we work with. To, to take those measures and keep everybody far apart. And I heard, you know, there were people that were giving out gloves and hand sanitizer and stuff like that at sign up and mm-hmm. keep you guys all separate. Dude, that's awesome. Like that really shows that um, sometimes tracks get a bad rep. You know, they don't take care of things or it's kind of scummy or whatever. But, you know, when the time is right and everybody wants to ride, they do what they got to do. Yeah, at, at Cal City when we signed in, there was a, there was a box of uh, disposable gloves mm-hmm. and hand sanitizer there, so. I thought that that was pretty cool. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed on more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. 
The engineers who design your bike trust Inspect Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Bill Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our good and loyal friends at 6D Helmets. So uh, Supercross is supposed to resume in September, but I've heard some conflicting reports like some teams don't even want to do that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard from some other insiders of conversations between race teams talking with the uh, Feld crew and the AMA on a weekly basis that that uh, the teams don't want to wait till after the Nationals. They'd rather do the Supercross first and then do the Nationals and not go back and forth. So, I mean, there's been talks. I've heard talks of, of even bringing back Quailcom drill, Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego because there's nothing going on there. They could do one there. I've heard the, the stadium where the Chargers play here in L.A., that's a small place to, to do one there. But I, I don't know if they'll be able to pull that off. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, this whole economy has hurt many businesses in different capacities in different uh, ways. Like, for instance, this morning, uh, it's been an amazing nine years with Toyota of Escondido that they've uh, they've worked with first Transworld Motocross and then Swap Moto Live. But the uh, I think the uh, car buying public has uh, pulled back quite a bit, and it was. Uh, Hard for uh, the dealership to justify what I think 15, 16 loaner trucks out there to the action sports team when they're uh, having to put some employees on furlough. Um, so, yeah, so we turned our truck back in this morning. Um, we've been incredibly blessed over the past nine years to uh, have a partnership with Toyota of Escondido and certainly hope that things will pick up when, uh, when this whole pandemic passes. Um, but yeah, uh, in speaking with uh, Damian Campos down there, he said he was talking with some of the riders that he sponsors and some of the team personnel. And I guess some teams are actually losing some like lower level sponsorships and uh, oh. facing some uh, you know budgetary problems where they're going to have to start actually cutting some rider salaries and so forth. Jeez, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's something that 
Uh, I'm surprised it's taken this long. I mean, it's super unfortunate, but I was expecting that to happen really suddenly when all this went off. Um, because I bring this up all the time, like F1, two teams already have had to furlough their entire staffs. Mm-hmm. And then the drivers and the executive level people have all taken massive pay cuts. So I'm wondering if, if that'll happen here, if riders will take a pay cut here to help you know, subsidize the income for the mechanics or whatever, mm-hmm. because that's something that they're going to have to do. Uh, one thing that they have that we don't have, though, the race series over there are all owned by investment groups like uh, Liberty Media and a big bank owns F1 and the MotoGP is owned by a bunch of investors, too. And they uh, sublimated like or supplemented a couple million dollars Dorna did into the teams to help make sure that everybody gets to stay operational at this time. Mm-hmm. So weird little things like that that are going on that we don't have here. Um, but yeah, it, I, it sucks. And I think we're going to run into that too, because like think about KTM and Husqvarna, like are people even able to go in and work at the race shops there right now? Well, it's weird. People are in there. Yeah. Like, people are working. I mean, yeah. Don and I have gone by a couple times just last week and all the vehicles were there. Everyone was there. I think, I think maybe everyone's not there, but we, you know, we went to the media side, and and uh, Andy and Meatball were there for Husky, and mm-hmm. uh, and Tom and uh, uh, Nathan, Nathan were there. Yeah, even Friday I drove by again, and uh, Gas Gas had all of their trials bikes getting oh, yeah. ready and prepped outside. It's so, so weird to see Gas Gas vans yeah. outside of uh, the uh, Marietta headquarters. Did you see your red plastics for a, a KTM yet? No, have not. not. Yet. I was, no, I was <laughs> snooping around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, back to Dahmer's point though about like having those races at Jack Murphy Stadium and down in Qualcomm and whatever. Uh, my father and I, my father-in-law and I had a conversation about this yesterday. And like, when it comes to sports venues, he's like Rain Man. He knows all of this stuff because he's a big traditional sports guy. Mm-hmm. He knows like where every venue is and what's open and what's not. And really, it's, it's kind of hard to figure out what is going to be open because, like, St. Louis is a prime example. There's no full-time tenant here. Great dirt. They could hold one or two races there. San Diego is another good option. It'll all just depend on where they want to go mm-hmm. and then who has contracts with what because it sounds like Sam Boyd had a contract to get, like, completely finished and over with this summer. So I wonder if that'll run the course or be – extended or whatever there's really not a lot of places that they can go once all other sports get the all clear to resume well i think that's what what the from what i heard from one of the major teams that's a part of the series a big a very high profile team they were put in like it should only just be it's just just stay near california you're going to have to just run it through california and and not go back east for these things unfortunately just if you're going to finish it off you know yeah uh, and like in that conversation that I had with Prater last week that like you can hear it in a podcast, and you can read it online now, they really don't know what they're going to do. Like this is completely wide open. Anything that they could do if they were running seven races, four races, double headers, whatever, like it all goes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly, like I said last week, it sounds like even now MX Sports is a little bit facing the challenge of maybe we don't get to start the nationals in june now in florida like maybe it does get pushed back a little further after that and if that happens you know davy still wants to get the whole race series wrapped up by that first weekend in september who knows you know this is a completely new question that we haven't even gotten the chance to think about yeah because they can't push it back much further if they're trying to run these supercrosses in the fall because they can't give Mm -hmm. guys just a month on a new team new bike before they start a1 2021 
Yeah, so most yeah. most rider contracts go through, I think, the end of October. First week of October, usually, I think. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I mean, we very well could see some uh, guys show up on a different bike the second half. Because, I mean, yeah. think about, like, Malcolm or the Moto Concepts guys are a Supercross-only team, and they're mm-hmm. only paid through part of the year, right? right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty bizarre. Well, and one thing that, like, one person I've wondered about is, like, Brayton. You know, if that, like we've said, if that Australia series happens, does he go down and do that and become, you know, another multi-time champion? Does he get to keep his spot at Factory Honda? Does Sexton come back to the 450, or does he go back to the 250 with Geico? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of variables there as, as to what's going to happen. Um, it sounds like a bunch of the international races, too, might be, like, questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, Geneva had that... The same place the Geneva Supercrosses had a big car show. Uh, they were supposed to unleash like a whole new fleet of new cars from almost every manufacturer, and that had to get canceled. And it sounds like Switzerland's just like, yeah, we're we're done on events for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Austria just canceled all events through June, which can uh, postponed or completely canceled the Erzberg Rodeo. So that big part of the World Enduro Super Series is off now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, dude, they have no idea. Like, I, I seriously think that it's still going to be changing up until June. Yeah. So, Anton, are you saying that there's a chance you may not to, like, sit in a cafe and sip espressos with a scarf in Europe sometime I've, this winter? I've honestly, like, in a very selfish way, I've been thinking about that. And I, like, told Megan, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I don't know when I'll get to go overseas again. And uh, real, like, big world problems, that's not a big deal. Like, I've been fortunate enough to do it a million times. Yeah. But now every time I, like, make the espresso at my house, I'm just like, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. yeah, all I know is that they need to figure this stuff out before July because I want to go to Whistler. <laughs> I already have my tickets. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. There is no way this lockdown can go into July. I don't know, well, man. They only tell you about it like two weeks at a time because if they said like you're going to be locked in the house for four months, you guys would all go, go crazy. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, according to my wife, I haven't seen the news yet, but uh, today. In uh, I think Riverside County, at least they've yeah. they've mandated uh, face masks in public at all times, mm-hmm. and you can get a thousand dollar ticket if you're not wearing one. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, that's so. Hey, that, there's the funny thing about that. Like, like over the weekend we ran to the store, and like every, you know, we hadn't been to the store in like a week. Mm-hmm. And you know it's funny. Every time you go to the store, things change. Like you, you can't bring your you can't bring your own bags in for them to bag your stuff. Oh really? Like they won't take it. You know, before it was like you had to do it. They charged you. Yeah. Now they won't even take that. They they're like, no, we're we're not charging. We're giving you plastic bags. Like we're not taking your bag because they don't know where you've been with your bags. You know, <laughs> but but even then, even then, it's like everyone's got masks, and now we didn't have masks, and we look like the oddballs out. Where before you went, you saw someone with masks, you're like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. You know, and now people have masks, and, but at the same time. It's not like you can go, oh, wow, where's the mask aisle where I can get a mask? They, they, you can't even get them. you got to make them. Dahmer, you're going to have to use a tablecloth to cover your face. Or a bandana. Dude, I'm going to have to get my grandma to start. Get, <laughs> I'm going to give me like a Mexican flag and like cut it <laughs> up or something. You know? Are you gonna, When you have to get that bandana, are you getting a red bandana or a blue bandana? Yeah, that's, like, a, what that's, that's a choice. Who are you going to fill it with? Crips or yeah. blood. Pick your side. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, that's a perfect thing. Uh, last week I went to try to go find material, like bandana material. There's mm. none here. Yeah. Like all these farmers have bought it all out already. Mm. 
you know yeah, yeah that's, i i actually that's have bandana i have face masks because uh uh i have some leftover from when we went to japan because mm-hmm. I, I bought a bunch of them because like you know back in the trans world days when casey davis and i would carpool down like half the time don would be sick so we'd all wear face masks <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh yeah i bought i bought some uh face masks on uh off of instagram ad like four weeks ago or something and they just finally came so that was the one i was wearing today with the little the ventilator little fil- on the side the little ventilator on the side yeah <laughs> but um mm-hmm. I, I saw dbk is going to be selling i'm going to buy one from twitch yeah I'm, yeah i'm probably going to too that was pretty badass so i i hit him up i'm all dude how are you getting those made and he's like it's because i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah, so hey on on Yo. to uh okay wait did you have a point yeah i was gonna say uh speaking of like the, the moto industry that's doing stuff like dude good for oakley and fox and 100 percent and all of those people that have yeah. pitched in to help with frontline life yeah. protection dude you know what else is cool did you see carrie hart's this morning uh-uh yeah so carrie hart is uh on his instagram and he's like hey i, I was inspired by the guys at fox who uh you know are donating goggles to uh, frontline healthcare professionals that need goggles. He goes, I went in my garage and I got like 10 extra pairs of goggles. So if you're a healthcare provider and you need a pair of goggles, uh, like I think tag me in a post or a hashtag mm-hmm. or something, then I'll DM you to get your address. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah that, that that guy, it went public over the weekend that his wife pink is sick with the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah and she, they donated a, a lot over the weekend to, uh, yeah, to, like research and whatnot for oh, this yeah carry? Mm-hmm. Nice. so good on them yeah i thought that was pretty cool that he uh even just on a small 10 goggle level mm-hmm. he did that that was pretty badass i should probably do that yeah, I, got yeah, I was gonna say goggles. you have a lot of goggles in the garage <laughs> I'll just say, you should be able to you should be able to provide for a whole hospital <laughs> you know yeah because none of them are uh dirtied from you <laughs> but hey guys on to a on to a happier subject bros happy one year yeah you know? that's right with exception of our uh our own donnie radio wilson who's uh working from home today all of us are here on the line and uh april 1st was kind of a questionable day to launch our new website <laughs> um but i like to just say people would say april 1st I'd, yeah bro we're no joke you know but uh <laughs> But hey, it's been one year. It's been an awesome year. It's gone. The time has flown by. Yeah, absolutely. In the blink of an eye, in my in in my perspective, at least. But uh, good job, guys. Yeah, it's been yeah, a, it's been a roller coaster. It's been it's been super fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think for Honestly, as, uh, I, it's crazy to think like how down we all were when Transworld got yanked out from under us, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I had all kinds of ideas. Let's each. We could each hear talk about it. Like when right, yeah. when it got clipped, I thought about you know going over to my brother Ross and saying, "Hey, let me help you make Enzo bigger." <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about selling my house and moving somewhere where it's cheap to live and just mm-hmm. retiring. Um, <laughs> I actually thought about like how could I move to Japan and earn a living there. <laughs> Man, um, you know, I, I even went and. Uh, interviewed in the 661 at a horrible office that looked like it was a brady bunch uh era and uh yeah i had a lot of different thoughts in my head but i'm sure glad i ended up where i'm at yeah i had a job interview lined up at target at target (laughs) what department 
Uh, just check her. I'd be checking you out and whatnot. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Anton, you were probably uh, considering working for a... Uh, a rival. A rival. A rival. Oh. A, one of our rival media titles? No, I wouldn't do that. Honestly, I never... I, I went off of your whole, you know, your vibe, and you never made it seem like you were trying to go do anything else. So I was like, well, if Don's not doing anything else, I'm not doing anything <laughs> else. And then... Yeah, I didn't know that you had all this apprehension until like a couple months ago when yeah. I was out with you, and I was like, "Oh shit, I probably should have thought about getting another job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, I never thought about. I never honestly pictured myself doing anything but this. Yeah, you know what that's called? That's called faith in your yellow dad. <laughs> yeah. I, no, yeah, I love you to death. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. mean, you know, realistically, I knew I couldn't do anything else. It's just, I was just thinking, like, is this time for me to do something else? Because I've been at it for what. 29 30 years now yeah. so damn i'm old what about you Dahmer? were you gonna go uh work at the grocery store bagging no i selling I, oranges on the, because selling oranges on the and deformed the peanuts. On <laughs> yeah unfortunately my mexican i'm as you know i'm a bad mexican so i yeah. wouldn't last a day so um but no i i it's funny because yeah we were lost but at the same time for me it was like it turned into damage control because then i was like talking to people and and everyone was like, what's going on? What's happening? As you know, we were trying to buy Transworld, and that was getting the runaround until we fully said, hey, plan B is this. And, you know, it's, for me, it's almost like it never stopped because I was, you know, luckily we were we had, I think that was a big part of it too, is we, we were fortunate to have our amazing advertisers that were ready to just switch and go, hey, we're, we're in, no matter what, we're in, let's do this. Yeah. So that that i think made the transition obviously a lot easier um but yeah it's 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 been it's been amazing to see it grow i mean i i'll be dead honest with some not, not no not not any not anything to anybody here but it sometimes it's a little surreal i think sometimes mm-hmm. i look at it and i'm like wow i just can't believe that it's really like this but but uh no it's it's been it's been cool it's been an adjustment obviously from what we had to do and with especially for me internally uh, on the corporate side with what we dealt with there at uh, the Enthusiast Network. Yeah, now so. you won't even listen to what I say. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, as far as the corporate side with so many, I mean, we had so many crazy, you know, reports and full, all this crazy stuff that they made us do on top of our normal job that was, you know, just for higher-up people to show their worth of their job to their higher-up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and getting back to that, you still won't even keep your emails. <laughs> I got it all. I got my folder. We're good. We're you got you, you. built that folder after I told you, huh? Yep, it's all nice. good. It's all good. But yeah, the uh, invoice is coming. On, on to what you were saying, man. It, it's certainly uh, super humbling to see the amount of support we got right off the bat. You know, we were totally unproven, and uh, people believed in the team, and that means a lot. And I mean. Our, our guy, Bob Weber at 6D, he signed up for this podcast right from the get-go, and that was super, uh, that was that meant a lot to me um, that he did that because, you know, Bob's a big numbers guy, and we didn't have any numbers to show. So, uh, yeah, just onward and upward, we're a year old. We've uh, grown our traffic, grown our video uh, views on YouTube, grown our social channels, and... Uh, grown our awareness so i guess if you are listening to this podcast because i know a lot of 
a lot of people just tune into podcasts on a server. Um, you got to check out SwapMotorLive.com because it's jam-packed full of good content. Even in this day and age of uh, quarantine, mm-hmm. we're still generating new original content. We're not regurgitating old crap. So pretty proud of you guys. It's been fun. Thanks, boys. This has been more yeah. fun than I think I ever had at Transworld. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 pretty remarkable to say. I think this last year is like really made us uh, understand and appreciate the whole business side of it more and, and how into it we are. And like, dude, Don, it's the same thing for you. Like I've been places with you where people run up to you and get photos and stuff. And, and that's kind of started to me now also. And like, it's really humbling and super appreciative of everybody that gets excited about what we produce. Because mm-hmm. like, we're just having fun. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, we're trying hard and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like, we're just making stuff that we know we would want to see if we were on the other side of the computer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I think even the even the race series, the race series has been bigger than it ever has been. You know, people are coming out to that. It's been bigger. The, the the kids' class are bigger. You know, it's it's been uh, all, all of it. Like I said, that's what I mean. It's kind of a little surreal sometimes when you're like, wow, the race series is cranking. Website's cranking. Traffic is up. The videos are insane. The the content's better than anything out that I see out there with any other media outlet. So it's 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 been a fun time. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? What uh, the the kick I get out of the race series is seeing how many kids are racing. Yeah, like the fifty classes are jam packed, and then I, I I like it too because like I'll have like industry or race industry friends call me and say, "Hey, how's the racing work? Mm-hmm. I want to bring my kid out for the first race." I mean, I think about. It. Nick Way brought his kids out for the first time several years ago, right? Now yeah. he's like, now he's mini dad extraordinaire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Way, Mike Sleater brought his kids out for the first yeah. time. The other day, Ryan Morris from KTM yeah. brought his kids out. Christian um, Craig's been like trying to like, hey, when's it going to start back up again? I want to bring Jagger. Yeah, that and, you know, Dana Wiggins, the former Cowie mechanic, he mm-hmm. brings his kids out. So, I mean, I feel good about that, guys. I mean, we're growing the sport. Yeah, we're giving back to the mm-hmm. sport that we're actually living from, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a good time. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that also has kind of been in line with like a shift in dynamic because I think like maybe even five years ago, it seemed like people were a little doom and gloom about moto. They just like wanted to talk about the bad side of it. Mm-hmm. and it seems like we've kind of shed that skin i think everybody as a collective has like you know everybody's just excited to go ride now it's not this work and we find plot holes and issues that we can just complain about all the time everybody just wants to enjoy it now mm-hmm. i think even too that shout out to manufacturers like ktm and husqvarna that make these bikes so these little 50s and 65s are so insane that i mean kid that age how would you not want to go ride and race that dirt bike Right, or, or even the electric ones now, right? Yeah, now they got yeah the, the electric yeah. ones too. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's uh, I think we covered everything for today for this week that we need to. Um, hoping to uh, Chase and I are hoping to get out to uh, another private facility this week <laughs> with some uh, with some factory riders to generate some content. Um, Chase, I that that mask I bought, I have six more of them, so I'll bring you, you one do. of those. Sweet, yeah, so. okay. but um yeah so uh if you're listening to this podcast again please check out swapmotolive.com uh on any of the posts you can drop us a comment uh suggestion of uh some content or something you want us to talk about or cover or look into or even a product you want tested so 
Um, we're very interactive with people that leave us comments, so please do so there or even our Instagram at SwapMotoLive, D-O-T-C-O-M. And uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next Monday. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info.